Hey, is this thing on? Lance, Nick, ready? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Live Free and Hunt podcast. yourself uh my name is mark evans go and ahead I, and i'm chris chaka and uh <coughs> we were just kind of shooting the shit before uh when everything was going on and i said uh you shoot a big deer this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i did you guys want a beer <laughs> i'll wait till i'm done <laughs> <laughs> um, so where'd you guys grow up on i uh i i was born in plymouth uh, New Hampshire, and uh, basically I've lived my whole life in Wentworth, so I didn't travel far. I went to local schools, and, and I still work in Plymouth, so did kind you of a homebody. Keeping the community. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, did you grow up hunting? Oh, I did. Yeah. Uh, Parents? Yeah, my dad took me probably. I think I started when I was around six, yeah. and uh, carrying a single-shot 16-gauge. Sweet. You know, I couldn't yeah. hit the inside of a box if I was standing <laughs> in it, you know, but... Uh, you know, that kind of whet my appetite yeah. for it. And, um, you know, dad kind of faded away from hunting, and, and I just continued a passion for it. A lot of my hunting was kind of self-taught yeah. or stuff that, you know, I read about. Right. And um, a lot of trial and error. Um, I feel you there. <laughs> I did have some other, you know, friends that shared similar passions, so we always piggybacked off yeah. one another. And, and uh, it's just become a lifelong thing. Uh, my son, you know, he has a passion for it now. I'm glad I was able to share that with him. Yeah. And he's a he's a pretty good hunter in his own right. I always told him he, you know, he kind of had a golden horseshoe up his ass right. as a kid because he <laughs> yeah. uh, he shot a lot of good deer. Um, you know, before he was 18, he shot some really good ones. And and I said they come pretty they come pretty hard in central New Hampshire. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you've hunted damn much, you know that. And we've hunted. I mean, we've been. We've hunted all over the state, really, but the last couple years, is, I don't know, I guess we switched things up a little bit and just listening to podcasts, and actually the reason why we started a podcast is because I listen to podcasts, and if you're lis- listening for, you know, techniques or what people do, it was all in the Midwest, yeah. you know, and we don't have the ag, we don't, people no. pattern, say they pattern deer, and this is bedding area, and this is this. Well, it's not like that where no. I live, you know. No. Good luck with that here. Yeah. You know, mm. I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out a pattern. A pattern of a deer, yeah. yeah. Like, you this know, is a deer bedding area. Yeah. I get it. It's thick. Right. Yes, okay. It's <laughs> a bedding area. But that's uh, the deer around here. Well, just I got tracks under an apple tree, so I know they ate here. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> where I mean, it's... Yeah. You know, my grandfather used to... Uh, some of the things he shared were, um, you know, little adages. And, and over the years, you know... You, you kind of take them for granted, but as you get older, you start, you know, if, if you weed through some of the bullshit, you start to figure out some of the stuff he was yeah. he was telling you yeah. had some merit. And uh, he used to say, you know, uh, deer walk through knee-deep acorns to get to a beech nut. 
And um, I found over the years that if we have a good beach night year, I have more success. And no um, uh, yeah, um, uh, he used to hunt a three-day cycle. You know, he said if a buck come through an area on a Wednesday, you wanted to be there three days later, because um, that's just his home range. That's what he always kind of preached. And um, really, the first year I said, well, you know, I know this deer came through here. I'm going to be there three days from now. And uh, and uh, I ended up shooting that deer on that no day. No shit. And so I said, well, maybe there's something to it. So I started paying a little more attention to it. Now, as you know, especially around here, it doesn't always happen. Yeah, yeah. But if you can weigh that in your favor, if that's something you can, you know, maybe up your percentages using. Help you, know, you out, yeah, definitely. I pay attention to it at least yeah. now. And uh, I've had success a couple of times on that three-day cycle with decent deer. So there might be something to it. You know, I think my grandfather had some luck with it, so... I always wonder, like you listen to people talk about moon phases and all this other shit. And I'm like, there's too much to it. I just can't. I, I can't yeah. get on board with it. But, yeah. like you said, like that, that's the first time I heard about beach nuts. I'm like, yeah, they I might uh, be spending my time in the wrong piece the of beach woods. Nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the the uh, the whole the whole moon thing, and you you probably can weigh in on it, Chris. But you know, I was always told that you know if you've got a full moon, your hunting success is going to go down during the day because they're going to spend most of the night feeding mm -hmm. that's that's what i always yeah, yeah. gleaned from it right makes sense brighter, um, yeah. you know there'll be people that'll disagree with me and if you look at these moon phase charts and stuff you know full moon they're calling it a hunter's moon well was that because 100 years ago they used to hunt all night long or what was it but uh you know i haven't ever enjoyed a lot of success based on the moon phases right. and stuff yeah. like that so um I want to get into this year's past buck, but before before we get into that, um, you've shot 200 pounders in the past. Not a few. A few. Yeah. Um, I guess how how are you getting into these? You know, are you using trail cameras? Are you trying to find a deer to you know that you know that there's a deer in this area that you're you want to pursue, or what kind of woods are you you know? I Looking do towards. use uh, trail cameras, but to be honest with you, my success um, with deer that I've had on trail camera, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I call it, it's a lot like a fish finder. Yeah. You know. I see it's it here. Here, but <laughs> it, it tells you what's there, but, you know, and especially in the in the White Mountain region in New Hampshire, putting it together, I mean, anything in that, in that deer's day can alter his where right. he comes and goes whether it's pressure whether he it's don't have to lay down in a particular area he's not going to eat in a particular area i mean you know if there's a hot dough there then obviously you've upped your percentages but um as far as uh you know anytime i'm in the woods uh, i'm really a student of deer i mean i love to turkey hunt i love to hunt everything you know? mm -hmm. um but deer hunting is my passion and so when I'm in the woods, anytime I see something, you know, it might not even, you know, I might be rabbit hunting or, you know, or grouse hunting. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always log away where I've seen, you know, a different sign or just the type of woods, you know. Oh, that's a big beach flat. Mm -hmm. well, we already talked about the beach nut. I'm right. going to go check it out and see if there's anything in it, you know, that, that season. So I, I can't say as I have... Um, any go-to things right I just kind of i try and pay attention to detail um you know when i'm preparing i keep my clothes scent free um I how, do how far do you go yeah i was gonna say how far do you, do you have like one of the ozone eliminate like no. no okay no i use uh, just 
or like Rubbermaid totes or, or scent bags. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only use scent bags because I had a good friend that worked for Flambeau. And, you got him. You got a and smoking he, deal. And he brought me a bunch of the stuff. And over the years, it's, you know, I throw some uh, scent wafers mm-hmm. in there. And I'll wash my hunting clothing. I'm not religious about it, but, you know, three or four times a season, especially my outer um, stuff. Um, you know, I don't I don't wear it in and out of stores. I don't wear it when I'm fueling. Okay. Um, You're driving to a spot with, yeah. like, a base layer-ish and then putting your, your outer layer on. No. No? Not even. Just cautious about it. Just cautious <laughs> okay. about it. You know, if I... I Fill I, up the I, night before. <laughs> make sure you got everything in the bag. You're just getting in the truck and going to the stand. That's it. Or and, going to the uh, woods. You know, as far as, um, yeah, I, you know, I use calling a bit. Mm-hmm. I've rattled deer in before, had had a little bit of success with that. That's always a pretty big topic on social media in New, New Hampshire, Hampshire yeah. is, New you know, I usually base it on like Halloween is when I c- I'll start using, I'll use Halloween as a marker, like start grunting. You can start using the can. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on, you know, curiosity grunts or? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> for years... I might have been one of the better salesmen for him, although I never saw any benefit of it. Yeah. Uh, the 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 estrus, the little can call. Yeah. I used one of them all season, from archery right through to the end of archery. You know, the beginning of archery through the end of archery, and uh, had great success. You know, does, fawns, bucks, they all would come and Just check, check it, out. it out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, eh. You know, and I tell people, you know. Uh, just get one. Yeah. It's, a, it's an $8 item or whatever it was. Just get one. So um, over the years, I I did a little bit. I worked for um, Mountain Hall Game Calls a little bit. Okay, and yeah. So I kind of got into that. Kenny Hamill had created his own grunt calls and stuff. And uh, so I had used some of those. Um, with that, the, sorry to interrupt, with that small bleak call, would you would you prepare a sequence? Like, would you... Want, are you using that sequence every time, or are you just being like, ah, I'll take it out, call every 10 minutes, call every... When I'm sitting, I try and call um, every 20 minutes, every half an hour. Minutes, yeah. Just if something's coming through, you know, they might, might hear it. And, and really the deer that I shot last year, I attribute right. to right. to the calling. Uh-huh. Because that's that's really what <clears throat> brought him to where I was, Curious was the calling. Yeah. yeah. So... I use a little bit of calling. I try and use decent woodsmanship. You know, I pay attention to the wind, but I don't let it govern the way I hunt mm-hmm. because our winds are so fickle. Oh, you're getting a you no know, or something. Here, the there. Yeah. You know, the night that I, I shot that deer last year, uh, the wind had switched at least four, if not five times. And it just turned out that it was proper when he showed up. So that's, that's one of my biggest issues. Like, all right. If we're walking into somewhere, yeah, we'll try to figure out, get in with the wi- with the right wind. But then, like you said, you're in a tree, and it's just like, if the thermals change or anything changes, it's just swirling around. You can throw, you know, milkweed up, and it's gonna do this. It's like, what's the point, you know? I da- that's the thing. I don't let it govern the way I hunt, and yeah. we talk about this frequently. Uh, Chris and I work together, so we bounce stuff <laughs> off each other all day long, and uh, <laughs> especially with a lot of the areas that we hunt with it having a lot of terrain changes elevation wise 
you can go into the woods with the wind in your face and then you, you, you come up and over a ridge and next thing you know the wind's at your back right. and then you're cutting across that ridge and it's on your cheek and you yeah, know you would never as, get anything as done the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. as as the day changes getting from cool in the morning to warmer during the day the thermals change direction and so you try and take as much as you can into account and yeah like mark said a lot of being successful and he's had more than his fair share unfortunately for some <laughs> of us it makes us all look bad um just powers of observation while you're in the yeah. woods i think really uh, the more pieces of the puzzle you can try and put together, the more successful you're going to be just seeing game right. in general. Yeah, the, whether it's deer or You know, I mean, I think everybody in our area is familiar with the Benoit family. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got to visit with Lane quite frequently. Um, That's awesome. When, you know, we'd go to different outdoor shows and stuff, and, and I was helping Mountain Hollow with their, you know, their calls and stuff, and, of course, the Benoits were there you know, doing their seminars and talking mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, really in the deer woods, those people are almost godlike, you know, and I, and I, I don't say that to be flipped. They are very good at what they do. And, you know, when you can talk to them and, and listen, they put their pants on the same way we do. Right. They're just good hunters and they put their time in, they learn their lessons. And Lane would always say, you know, I had asked him, you know, how do you deal with the wind? You know, you know, he grew up in Vermont and hunted New Hampshire and Vermont and Maine and all the same places that we do. And and uh, he's like, I don't let the wind. He's like, I very rarely even take it into consideration because he's like, if I'm trailing a buck, you know, the wind's going to switch depending on the lay of the land and that sort right. of stuff. So he's like, uh, you know, I. it's rare that it ever governs the way I go through the woods. So. You know, I kind of... When he says it, then you got to... There's some salt. Yeah, you got to kind of go with that. Yeah. They, go they, they, were, they were good to talk to. They yeah. Great sounding boards. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've read, obviously, the, all the books. And uh, Big Woods Bucks, you know, I got into tracking, what, five, six years ago now. And that's like, if there's snow on the ground at any point, like, I'm that's what I'm doing. And so... I don't know, last couple of years, ar archery season, we'll pay attention to the wind and we'll do all the right things and the scent control and all that. But if we ever get snow, we're just, me and him, gone on a track. And and what's your success been? Uh, no, not no, very good. <laughs> uh, I shot I shot one in its bed and that was like, I left my front door in the morning and got on a track and I think it was four miles later, he was laying in his bed dead. And I was like, this... This something, works. something to this. <laughs> something yeah. And all the all the little signs, like the, you know, he was kind of on a straight line. You could see where he slowed up. You can see where he fed on a down beach, or a down uh, maple. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna start tiptoeing, tiptoeing, tiptoeing. And it was like something you would like. You it just happened, <laughs> like exactly how it was supposed to happen. Yeah. And so that was incredible. But yeah. as as we're doing that, you know, that's why I like to pe ask people is like. Where do you like to hunt? What's the sign you like to hunt? Because I know you can walk through and see old rubs, you know, that like historic rubs. And I kind of always mark that up to like nighttime rut sign. So early season, bow season, I'm not necessarily paying much attention to it. Are you taking rubs? Or, um, obviously, scrapes are a different story. But are you taking like historical rubs into consideration where you... 
uh, locations yeah. more than particular rubs because it's been my experience that it's it's been rare where I found what they might refer to as a signpost yeah. where they constantly just keep coming back to the same year one. after year, year after year. They like to use similar areas, you know, mm-hmm. so I might go back and look um, in a particular area. There's a particular area near my home that on, and I don't, I haven't figured it out yet that it's not every year they use it. Mm-hmm. It might be every third or fourth year, yeah, but when they use weird, it, huh? they tear it up. You know, I mean, there'll be 50 hookings, you know, in a in a wow. five-acre piece right. and the same number of scrapes. Wow. And I'm just like... <laughs> you're, 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 it's crazy not to sit yeah. here. You have to sit there, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's a, ti- it's a little tiny piece of land between roads. It's yeah. six acres. And I'm like, I know they're in there during the night. Right. <clears throat> Where are they going during the day? Yeah. And that's what I haven't figured out yet. So... I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I'll look for it, and it's just part of the plan, you know, I guess, as you're kind of going through the woods. A, a deer I shot, not last year, the year before, um, uh, Chris and my son and myself were hunting. It was the muzzleloader season, and we had hunted um, without much success. I guess we saw one small deer, and we were just doing little drives, and, and, I, and I like doing that. A lot of times I like being on my feet because then I can see signs. Right. and maybe put together a future hunt. Yep. And um, we hadn't seen too much. <clears throat> so we said, uh, you know, I had an idea of a place. that It's a place that I turkey hunt mm-hmm. frequently. I had never deer hunted. And uh, so I told Chris and Aaron, I said, um, you know, you guys go up around on the high side where we turkey hunt. I'm going to start over on the other road, and I'm just going to walk through this piece. I said, just find some place where you can sit. I kind of give them a rough idea. Because Chris wasn't familiar with the area, and and uh, and I just had a place that I wanted Aaron to be. So, as I was walking through it, um, there were two fresh scrapes, but those were the first two scrapes that I'd seen all season. You know, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen anything during the bow season, and hadn't seen anything up to that point. So I just kind of logged it. And uh, what 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 was that sign to you though? What was those What were those first two scrapes? Just like a just a little pre rut activity? No, something? No, good scrapes. Uh, good scrapes. You know, you know car three or four foot around. <laughs> oh yeah, so hammers. branch. Yeah. yeah. And they were sixty yards apart on a logging road. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, and I could even tell the direction that he had come. He had actually come down from where they were, but it had been sometime during. The previous 24 hours, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I got up to them. They hadn't seen much. So that was a Sunday. Sunday. So I took Monday off because we got fresh snow. And it's been my experience that when you get that first fresh snow, you want to be around the scrapes because they want to go open them up. Fresh them yeah. back up. Yeah. Same with like a downpour, leaf fall, like, you know, one of those gully washers that are yeah. just going to. They want to go check their scrapes. They want to get their scent back in the scrapes. So that's a good point, right there. I uh, I just made a plan. He and I had talked. He was going to go hunt an area near his home. You know, we're half an hour apart. And I said, "Well, I'm going to go back up in that piece." You know, and it was a pretty good walk up in there, maybe three quarters of a mile to a mile, I'd say. So I left early. It took me longer than I thought to get there. Yeah. So I got there as light was breaking. And. the scrapes had been kicked open, yeah, and I, I knew when the <laughs> yeah. I, knew, yeah. I knew when the snow had had ended. So I knew that he had been in there within the previous four hours. Right. So. So you had tracks leaving then. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he had kind of and he had kind of gone off in a direction actually where Chris went and sat when I walked it. Yeah. So I sat down and um, and I started, uh, you know, with bleat and grunts, and um, it was snowing. It started snowing real hard. I mean, it was piling up. Piling up and, quick. Uh, and then it stopped. So I got back to my call and I did some rattling. And I remember doing. I was just kind of sitting on the edge of this little, like a log uh, accumulation area, and it was old. So, but it was an opening in the woods and. So I was doing this calling, and and uh, and I remember just glancing to my right, and and I could see through this hardwood. It was a big beechwood, and I could see some lanes. I could see probably upwards of 200 yards. Wow, it's pretty good opening. And uh, when I looked to my right, this 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 deer literally was inside of 30 yards, and he was coming, <laughs> and my guns laid on my lap. Yeah, and I'm right-handed. Yeah, and he's here, and I he. There was a little stream to my right, and it kind of dropped down just enough. Um, there was some some stumps and stuff that they pushed up out of the land into my right. And when he went in behind that, I could he he got to the stream and he hesitated at the stream to jump the stream. And uh, and I said, when he comes up, he's only going to be, you know, shit five yards in front of right. me. Right. And so, literally, when he went under the hill to come up over it, I switched the gun left-handed. And just kind of got into the gun, and he walked right into my sight, and I shot him at like five Left yards. Left-handed, but he That's had come looking yeah. for the call, yeah. yeah. And he knew that you know, there was a doe and a buck making noise near his scrapes, and and uh, and he didn't he didn't want that. He he dressed 192. He was nice. a nice bigger than I thought he was. Yeah. Uh, eight pointer, and um, I was thrilled because that right there, just with that snow breaking, and you going in there and just calling. Just yeah, you know he's in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using the call there is like oh prime. Even if he had to kick the scrapes open, obviously that would still be in That was calling. the hook for me because right. <clears throat> fresh snow. He's gonna be back. They like to kick him open. Yeah, and um, and so uh, I've been back there. I actually just went there looking for turkeys um, in the last week, and uh, I saw two decent bucks. Nice. They, they, they basically walked pretty near right out into the this logging road ahead of me. No shit. And one of them's already showing decent nubs so really like, wow yeah, he'll be a good buck this fall wow so. yeah yeah we, we used uh like a like before we had well this year was kind of a shit season for snow for us but it was like the last weekend we got a bunch of 18 inches at my house trying to track i'm like oh, <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is awful yeah. but <clears throat> before that we were you know it was, you know those crisp mornings when the leaves are real real noisy we did the same thing like walk a couple steps just ramp ramp a couple grunts and it seemed like I was like, am I getting good at this, or is this just like <laughs> I'm getting lucky? Because we, it was just, it would be like he came across, yeah, it was all small bucks, you know, like he would always come across, whatever. But without a doubt, you'd go in there and then grunt, grunt, and all of a sudden, you know, deer coming in, and I'm like, holy shit! And there was, I was a holding, I was holding off for a reason, but I never had that work so, you know, well this year. Yeah, I mean, if your wind's good, yeah. Right. Rustling in the leaves, as long as you're not creating a cadence, mm-hmm. rustling in the leaves is just rustling in the leaves. Right. Just could, be could be a squirrel, could be anything. Could be a squirrel, could be a turkey, you know? Yeah. Um, Sometimes, you know, curiosity, I think, kills a lot. Right. You know? Yeah. And, uh, Would you, I mean, obviously, you're trying to shoot mature deer. Have you had an instance where, you know, a uh, column like that would kind of run a smaller spike or four off? 
I've had s- some success calling and had smaller deer come in, yes. Yeah. Um, Does that run them off, though? Like a, no. No. no I haven't so. had that experience. Um, they come in, and typically when they're right in that close, you, you stop your calling. Right, yeah. And um, they just come in and wander around looking like, you know, huh? you know where are yeah. you? Yeah. Right. And uh, ultimately, they make their way. Yeah. And, um, you know, then you, you let them go for a while. And I've actually had them come back. You know, they'd gone out of sight. And you start mm-hmm. calling, and boom, they come right back. Right. You're in here somewhere, yeah, right? And, yeah. And then and you kind of give them the, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're playing with fire here, boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got two bow tags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, you know, I I think as far as my hunting, it's just an accumulation of of knowledge, and then trying to pay attention to detail when you're in the woods. Yep. You know, your scent, your, you know, your using different scents i know that's becoming a, a topic where you know a lot yeah. of midwestern states and stuff with the whole cwd yeah. and, doing away and, with and yeah. the, you know ultimately yeah they make some synthetic things that, that, that we, we may be forced to use yeah. um you know i think probably they can tell the difference but i don't know right you know you read the studies about i've know, heard people putting just, like Bleach, oh, ammonia. That's ammonia. Ammonia. Ammonia in it. Like sugar, sp- like sugar spray or other little vanilla. shit like that. Yeah, vanilla. vanilla. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, and that's just more of like a curiosity, you know, yeah. attractant. Yeah. My yeah. grandfather um, got this old tip to put a apple cider vinegar in a spray bottle, and he would spray a rock, put a trail camera on it. Sure, shit, deer bucks would come right to that, lick the rock. Yeah. Check it it worked perfect. Yeah, he'd spray it on branches as he's walking in, just kind of. Huh. I knew a, 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 scent, a guy, an old fella, used to use um, crunchy peanut butter. He'd take a bottle of peanut butter, he'd tack the, oh, the, the lid. cover to the tree, he'd cut the bottom out of it, and then he'd just thread it <laughs> onto <laughs> right, the tree. Yeah. And then the deer would come <laughs> and lick it. Ah. The peanut butter. <laughs> so. That's pretty That's funny. And I, he shot deer. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't ever tried it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it works. Of course, some of this stuff, I guess you weed through it. Yeah. And some of it is hunting lore. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah. Some of it ha- is legit, but. Um, the scent, uh, the spice, what is it called? Anus? Anus. Anis? Yeah. Prepared. Good cover Good cover scent, like yeah. a black licor- yeah. licorice smells. That's a curiosity. I do use, if I'm hunting out of a tree stand, yep. I use coon urine okay. as Sprinkler a cover. Around. Just because I know some people are like, oh, I use fox. Well, fox don't climb trees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm up in a tree, I use cone urine. Yeah. And, um, you know, once I get up there, especially with our winds, which we've discussed, you know, I might dust a little bit of it on the tree around me just yeah. to kind of give me, you know, a little cover. But, yeah, definitely. Um, other than that, I mean, just, just being playing out there. Yeah, just, playing with it. Yeah, playing with it. Just doing it, you know, being passionate about it, passing it along. And you, you talk about you know tracking and um and having it all turn out the way you wanted it to um, which really rarely happens for right. me but well, still you see you see deer yeah you know yeah two two years ago uh, my son uh, at the time he was a college student and uh, he wasn't getting much hunting time with class and everything and we had gotten some really crappy weather some snow and it had changed over to rain they canceled classes, so perfect. First thing he does is throws his camo on, grabs his rifle, and heads for the woods. He had seen a forkhorn the weekend before, and he was going back to hunt that deer. And um, so, with the fresh snow, he started up into the piece, 
ultimately he cuts three tracks and uh, he starts following it. He said, I didn't go, you know, 10 or 15 yards. And he's like, and, and, I, and I, I jumped the deer and as it went across in front of him, he see that it had just a massive rack on right. it. And he, he knew we weren't after the fork horn anymore. And uh, <laughs> so he, uh, he said, I started thinking about, you know, all the different things you know, that you've taught me and all the different things, you know, when you used to take me to Hal Blood seminars and, and the, the Benoits and uh, Dick Bernier right, and all yep. the different guys that are great trackers. They share a lot of things in common. And um, so Aaron said he remembered that, you know, all of you had always said, if you jump that deer, give him 20 minutes. You know, just let him realize that something's not chasing him. Right, yeah. Let him calm down. So he waited 20 minutes, and he actually tried to text me and I was at work and uh, I didn't take the text and um, I didn't actually even realize the text had come in but yeah so <laughs> he he said when you didn't get back to me he said I waited to 20 minutes and I started on the track and as he followed the track he kind of the deer kind of kind of was meandering a little bit and he he circled around he said there was a knob off to his right and he looked over there and a couple of does got up out of their bed and uh, and just jumped down over the bank as he followed the buck track around, ultimately the buck was with him. He was just under the hill. He couldn't right. see him. So he started following him again. And uh, it's funny because this deer almost, like, hit all the different tracking cues, things that, that were points that I always tried to drive home to him, you know. He got on the track. The buck's track was similar to the doe tracks. He was having a hard time sorting them out. Sorting, yeah. But they stayed together. And... Uh, they went through some softwood. They went through a break in a stone wall, came to the edge of a small patch cut. It's been my experience that they're not going to beeline across that unless they have to. They're going to circle that cut to get to the other side, and then they're going to get to the other side, and they're going to turn around. They're going to watch your back trail because whatever's trailing them typically is going to trail by scent. Right. So they're going to take that track. and the deer's So they're jay-hooking around that cut. To they're going to have time to see what's following them. Right. And yeah. uh, so he said, I come out to the, the cut. He said, so I looked across thinking, hey, you know, He's gonna always check the far side. And he didn't see him. But sure enough, they went down around the bottom of the cut. When he got to the far side, there was some hemlock. And he said at that point, two tracks went right, one track went left. It's just been my experience yeah, that you take the track. single track yep. because a big buck is going to want to try and get away from the masses knowing that the predators are going to go after the masses. You know, obviously your odds are better. Yeah, right. <laughs> Less eyes, so, yeah. Right, so he took the, the single track, and uh, he went maybe 15 yards from that cut. He stepped over a stone wall, and he said, when I picked my head up, there was an, a, a large ash tree in front of him, and he could just see a hind quarter behind that ash about 15 yards away, but he couldn't see the, the front end of the deer. Right. So he's like, I didn't really know what deer I had in front of me until it turned its head, and then he saw its rack, and then he knew. Well, so long story short, he ended up shooting the thing. He hit him three times. He fired at him three times and hit him all three times. Nice. And uh, and he called me, and you know, he was super excited. He's like, Dad, I think I just shot the biggest buck of my life. Yeah. And of course, Holy as, shit. A as a dad, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, hell yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, I did. I actually went to the director at where I work and and uh, told her I needed to go. And for what reason? And she's like, Why are you still standing here? Yeah, you let's know? go. She was great about it. Awesome. She's like, yeah. One thing, you just got to send pictures. Yeah. yeah. So, 
I did, and, and we went back, and we, we got his deer out in it, and massive rack buck, just a, a beauty. That's awesome. He dressed, uh, I think he was around 180 pounds. But, um, just a stud. Yeah. Just a, an awesome uh, 12-point rack. Just Oh, no shit. Just beautiful. You know? Wow. And uh, it was it was a, certainly a proud dad moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, but that deer was perfect for him the hard to put work. together the whole tracking right. on his own. That you one know. deer just taught him a lifetime of lessons right. on the deer I, track. It kind of right. proved the things that it, uh, he had already learned, but had never been able to apply. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the part that everyone it's hard to find. That's is the hard. part that applies is when it actually like works doing, out you for you. You're, you're doing like, everything Whoa. right, right. And then you come up to a bed with more running tracks out of it. You're like, oh <laughs> my fucking god, <laughs> you know? Sit down and eat a sandwich. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How many sandwiches? I only brought one sandwich. Before <laughs> I jumped him out of his third yeah. bed. So I know four years ago, I jumped on a track of a deer behind my house that I cut the track after having already walked a half mile through the woods, and he was going diagonally back the direction that I had come from. And from the time I got on his track to seeing him six different times and never getting a shot never opportunity, getting a shot, yeah. I went over a ridge back over a ridge back over a <laughs> yeah. ridge again back over a ridge again I can't stand again. it it drives me and literally <laughs> I, put, back I, put, yeah. I put I put I put 6 miles on in the snow chasing this deer and it seemed like every time I think that okay he's going to be right here I'd have my gun ready and I'd come around the next little bed. knoll yeah. and he's not there I w- saunter up another 50, 60 yards, and the next thing you know, he's jumping from behind me because he had circled around. Circle around. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> Same thing happened to me this year. I was like, after literally probably the seventh bet, I came. It's like 2.30 in the afternoon, and then see, like just seeing the deer probably three times maybe, and then literally the seventh bet I came up to, and I'm just like, I see running tracks again. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I know you shouldn't, and I know I should have just kept on going. Yeah. But it's... I left my house and I'm like looking at the map. I'm like, ooh, I got a long walk. I, I, I long I've been walk there, home. you know, where where it's either you got to call it quits or you, you know keep you got to call it like, quits. Ooh. But uh, I, that was another thing that I gleaned from from Lane was that don't give up on him early. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you can walk out in the dark. Right. You know, he's like, I'm gonna hunt him until shooting light. Until shooting light's done, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna be back in there before shooting light the next day right. if the weather permits. Um, you know, I, I guess tenacity, you know, you gotta just keep poking, gotta put it. the time in yeah. and, and, you know, the style, that style of hunting is so rewarding. Um, I have mixed success at it, but if the conditions are right, I'm certainly going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I like, I, I really do love to sit in a tree stand. I love that part of it. Uh, I love hunting hardwood ridges, you know, certain land, yeah. uh, types, you know, some people are swamp guys. They want to right, hunt in the swamp, right. you know. If that's where the deer are, that's where I'm going. But, right. I mean, if I have a preference and I could pick a perfect morning or a perfect evening, it's Hard sitting, you know, 20 feet up in a big oak flat or a big yeah. beach flat. Where you can see a little ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little selective. Just unfortunately, they don't typically want to play by those rules. No, yeah. don't work like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you want to get into uh, this past year's hunt? The, the sure. big boy? Sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, i got to get up and walk around a little bit. Fucking yeah, freeze. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> my voice is quivering, and I it's know. not because I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, it's April. Yeah, no, it, uh, we talked earlier a little bit, but I can, I can go back over it. Um, 
you know, we made plans as a group to, to get together at a camp that, that, you know, had history, but people hadn't been to in a long time. And, and, um, you know, and it was ground that I, I hadn't, I had never really put boots on, you know, living and growing up in the area. I knew the general lay of the land. I had hunted in some of the perimeter areas, just not in that particular area. Mm -hmm. Um, the good thing about the piece of property is that it has restricted access and uh, the camp owner really is kind of the only private landowner within that area so i mean it's an area Man. that just doesn't it doesn't see road it's traffic it's a beautiful right. spot it yeah sounds. it doesn't see road <laughs> traffic and it's far enough back mm -hmm. in that most people don't want to walk it i mean we've talked about using you know like battery powered bikes e that's getting to be a big thing yeah, e -bikes. so we've we've talked about that and of course you know the cost is a little prohibitive oh, but, but uh you know that that's discussion and, oh, yeah. and that discussion is based solely on the fact that the areas where we live between national forest and big property owners there's some great land that nobody ever touches, touches. Mm -hmm. and the deer like i shot last year those deer typically aren't going to make their home down near roads down near homes every now and then of course they do and and a lot of times you know a doe deer is, is unraveling but uh those deer are going to make their make their home back away mm -hmm. they, they they they're kind of recluse in that they don't want to they don't want to bang heads with everybody right they just want to live their life and and have the rule of the roost you know right. so we made our made our camp and uh three of us had never hunted it before three um had hunted out of the camp before um one of them was one of the old timers as we you know would refer to him he had hunted there you know for decades mm -hmm. but his distance of travel from camp was pretty limited so he hunted near camp yeah um camp sits in a big oak bowl basically so his hunting was decent right near camp. So yeah, why move? Why change? Yeah, right, working, right, right. And and uh, his son, who actually was the one that had shared the trail cameras pictures with me of the deer that I ultimately took, had pictures of good deer, including the one I took right near camp. So he he had he he covered a pretty big piece of land up in there, and uh, so uh, to make a long story shorter, I uh, the that morning. I had sat in, a, in an oak flat behind camp. Um, I didn't see any deer. In fact, the group saw one deer total. It was a doe deer, and she was down low. Um, I saw three moose that were frequenting a clear-cut. There's a lot of clear-cut land up there. So a lot of fresh growth, mm -hmm. which is always good. Mm -hmm. growth, yeah, great. Um, made our way back to camp maybe midday had some lunch and then uh, for the most part everybody had already decided where they were going i didn't know where i was going so the camp owner asked me and i said i don't know you tell me he goes well you know i don't really know uh he said i can tell you a few locations i said well last night at dinner time i heard you and frank speak about an, a place called the old farmer's field and uh in my head as a hunter you know if i can find an opening deer like edge cover mm -hmm. you know if it's an opening you're going to get fresh growth um just the things that i you know things that you tend to pay attention to so 
he gave me directions to it. Um, Nate, the kid that had the trail cameras, was hunting up in that general direction. So we walked together, and uh, I dropped him off. He had a climber on a tree. Um, he was hunting with iron sights on his muzzleloader, and by his own admission, wasn't great with it. Right. So he was yeah, keeping yeah. his shots 50 yards or less. Right. And uh, so because I, I had concerns, I didn't want to, I didn't want to step on his toes. I mean, obviously, he had hung his stand up in that area. And uh, he said, you're going to be quite a ways away from me if you're going to the to the farmer's field. So anyways, I, I left him. And when I got out of what I figured he could shoot, you know, it's probably 100 yards from him. I, uh, I just threw my scent drag on my boot and um, made my way up through the woods. And I came out into that, that opening. And, and like I shared earlier, it kind of surprised me that it had been semi-maintained right you know yeah, yeah and i found out later that the the uh the lumber company or whoever is in charge of it um it was part of an agreement to keep some of these open spaces open so they they brush hog it at least once a year and it's usually in the fall um at halloween this past year it hadn't been done so our concern was that maybe they're not going to do it anymore right <coughs> so uh Made my way in and uh, walked the, the west end of the field. The, f the, the opening is probably 300 yards long by 100 or a little better wide. And the um, plan was to go halfway up the field. And when I got there, uh, I really couldn't see well because of the, the roll in the field. So I made, I made the faithful decision to move back to a little cluster of trees that set inside the field, about 30 yards off the corner. You know, I was probably 30 yards to the west and 30 yards to the to the south to each stone wall. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a really good hide. You know, I had a bunch of berry bushes. I had a big rock to my right, and, and uh, the root of the tree kind of wrapped around my back to the left. It was really a very comfortable spot. Um, and if I'm being totally honest, I didn't have high hopes for the sit <laughs> you're just like this is a good napping spot it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> was a good napping spot and to be honest with you i was close to it yeah and uh i was sitting there and i was watching the sun go down and doing what we always do you know you think about your family and your friends and past hunts and and everything else that's going on at about uh quarter four uh quarter four i heard a a gunshot up in the same area so, so I felt pretty confident that somebody, somebody in our group had shot at something. And uh, Those are the best times. Oh, you're like, oh, awesome yeah. shot. Oh, we're going to go home tonight. Who is that? I drink around the deer. This is going to work out all right. So, uh, and and the, the strange thing is, is way back up in where we were, I had full bars of service on my phone, yeah. which is just unheard of. Mm -hmm. I mean, and pretty soon I got a, a text from my cousin. And he said, Dennis, who was the youngest of the group and didn't have a lot of hunting experience, had shot a deer out of his saddle. No, no oh, shit. Oh, yeah. you didn't tell us that. That's funny. That's <laughs> he, a little kicker right yeah. there. He yeah. had come to camp, and he's yeah. like, you ever hunted out of a saddle? Yeah. And I said, no, but I said, I certainly have interest in it. Right. And uh, he had kind of put it together himself. It was a rock climbing harness, and uh, he had bought some of the tethers um, and, and lineman's ropes and his own clips. and Everything to climb with. Kind of yeah. put it yeah. all together himself. He didn't buy a package um, like we've seen today. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
the night the night before the hunt he had mentioned it and of course the old timer in camp you know said a what <laughs> you know and he's like a little saddle i'm gonna hang off the side of the tree is it a sex swing what is that yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> and uh so he had to give a little impromptu uh demonstration in the front of the yeah. camp and uh i remember that one of the older fellows just kind of murmuring that fat chance i was getting up in one of those things <laughs> yeah, right. so, anyways he ended up shooting a four corn a yeah. four point of 110 maybe 115 pound awesome. deer out of it uh, nice that's awesome it, you know it come right up to him and he he shot him at five yards yeah. probably and uh first time he'd ever hunted out that's of it. awesome you know and it's he's pumped like, right up yeah. oh yeah yeah we were all i told you it worked yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah i told you saddle thing anyways so the rest of the sit for me was i was we already knew we had a deer in camp yeah so now our, you're just smooth sailing our, so yeah. we'd already accomplished what we'd want to accomplish yeah. which was just get guys together yeah. and then get a deer fun, yeah. and uh so i was sitting there and I, the sun was going down on the hill in front of me and and i i really was kind of droning out pretty good and uh every 20 minutes or so i was throwing out some estrus bleats and uh and grunts um i do like the extinguisher deer call yeah that's not a, a shameless plug i just like it it works well has good sound um every 20 minutes and uh it got to be i figured i probably had a half an hour of hunting i think what would you do just like just a simple mat Matt. No, just just uh, kind of a, if you you think of how the can call works, you yeah. know, kind of that yeah. sound, just a few of those. Okay. And the thing with the extinguisher, it has the adjustable reed, you know. You so change, I would set it to the, the to the sound for the for the doe estrus, and it's marked. Right. You can use yeah, that. Right. I tend to change it a little bit, just in my ear. It sounds. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Right. You know, right. I always talk about my turkey call, and I think sounds good in my ear, but right. it doesn't yeah. really, because some of the worst sound of turkeys I've ever heard have been live hands. Oh, it's right. been crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then I just slide it down to, I don't go to the deepest grunt on the call because, you know, I got no problem with shooting a four-corner or a six-pointer yeah. or whatever, right. you yeah. know. I mean, I, I'm a hunter first. You just don't want to scare anything It depends away. how my hunt goes, and, and, and that's what I try and tell people. I want to shoot a big buck, yeah. and don't get me wrong, and there's been times that I've certainly passed lesser deer, um, but it, it could be however the night goes. You know, if I if I if if it feels right, you know, maybe I'll shoot a six-pointer. Yeah, or, right. You know, I don't I don't pride myself on being a trophy hunter. I've been fortunate, and, but I'm a hunter. Right. And, oh, uh, and I like the taste of venison. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that plays in. That's the lesson. Yeah. That's yeah. the so, lesson. So I, I figured I probably had about half an hour time left maybe 20 minutes and uh so i i had done my last calling sequence and probably within two maybe three minutes of that i heard a, a really sounded like a bleat to me it didn't sound like a buck grunt mm -hmm. it sounded more it sounded high-pitched almost more fawn or small doe sound you know it's just a right and uh and i was psyched i'm like well i'm at least going to get to see a deer you right, know? Yeah. and 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 hunting in central new hampshire people know what i'm talking about oh yeah you oh, know yeah. i saw a damn deer tonight yeah, yeah. That's, no you didn't <laughs> yeah. freaking liar yeah. you know <laughs> so I, I i glanced around mm. this, this tree that i was sitting in front of and and uh and i'm telling you i just saw a wall, wall of antlers it, it was it's the first deer 
that I can tell you shook me up a bit. Yeah. I, had to, I had to look away and get my <laughs> shit together. <laughs> and I just remember saying, you know, that's a deer that Nate has on camera. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I got into position or tried to get into position to shoot and in the uh, and I made a little rustling in the leaf litter and and uh, that that deer didn't miss a beat man he snapped his head around and stayed in my direction pretty hard now I knew I was hidden well and I think he was just more than anything looking okay. looking to see uh, yeah. looking to see where the deer were right yeah and um, when he didn't see him he kind of went back to to trail following the scent trail that I had laid down and uh, fortunately that walked him right into my shooting lane perfect and uh, he was at about 35 yards and I just remember talking myself through the shot so that I didn't blow it because it was an easy shot and and he uh, he bucked up in the air and made a couple of bounds and then back over the stone wall and I watched him go down through the woods maybe I saw his flag I think three maybe four times <coughs> And I remember marking where he went over the stone wall, and I remember seeing his last flag was near this large hemlock tree. And I said, okay, I know he ran by that. And the late light was starting to fade. And uh, so I tried to reload my muzzleloader, and recently I've changed back to a powder form. I shoot the black horn. Okay, yeah. Headshot, school headshot, black, yeah. headshot pellets, which are a lot easier to load when, you, when you're shaking. Yeah. Like <laughs> leaf. Um, I had to literally press my knuckles together so that I could get the gun reloaded because I was shaking so bad. Yeah. And uh, got the gun reloaded, picked up my stuff, and made my way over to the stone wall. And right there where I'd shot at him was already good blood. And I said, well, that's a good sign. And... Uh, did you get a text by then? Because someone else heard another gunshot. No, nothing, huh? And where he went over the stone wall, there was actually a uh, a chunk of lung laying on the stone. Oh wall. wow, wow, blew right through. And I uh, <laughs> I went oh, maybe. We're uh, good. I'm good. Twenty five yards into the uh, into the woods, and I could see him laid there. And uh, as I was walking up to him, his head was still up. And of course, so now I'm oh, jacked up, thinking yeah. oh, I got to shoot him again. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! And uh, I, I literally, <laughs> I shouldered the gun again, and but I, I looked closely at him, and, and his chest wasn't moving. Yeah. And uh, just seemed odd. As I walked up to him, he had kind of in his death run, he had run through a, a striped maple, probably an inch and a half on diameter, and it broke it off in his antlers. Oh, so he was propped up. And when he died, he actually died at one of his hooking trees it was small pine oh no shit or a hooking tree i don't yeah. know that it was his and that went in behind that stick and locked his head in position in the upright position he was just laying there like he was a dog you know and uh but he was stone dead that's awesome wow. and, uh, and i as i looked at him i just you know it's oh it's, you can't even you can't even re-describe the experience i'm it's telling just, you oh, I, it's I, unbelievable. I just looked at him and and i was like my god that's a yeah. that's a massive deer and I, I, I've been fortunate. I've shot some good ones. Yeah. And uh, I felt pretty confident he was the biggest. He was the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. What uh, and, uh, uh, your buddy Gus, correct? Gus. What What was his What What did he say well, after you the, shot that? Well, there's a funny yeah. story about because I, I bet he's had, all pumped up. The kid oh, that I, I had walked yeah. in with, uh, Nate. So I, I tagged him 
and just about the time I, I tagged him, a group of coyotes started whooping it up, maybe two to four hundred yards away. And I said, there ain't no way you're eating this thing. And so I walked back to Nate, and he was, he was just getting down. And uh, he, uh, he said, you hear that gunshot? I said, uh, he said, yeah, did you hear that gunshot? And I said, yeah. I said, the first one? And he goes, oh, no, no, that was Dennis. Did you hear that other one? And I thought he was messing with me. Yeah. I said, yeah, that was me. He goes, that was you. He goes, it sounded like it was behind me. I said, well, I was shooting back towards the mountain. Yeah. yeah. You know, he got the echo. And he goes, well, what'd you get? I said, I think it's the one you got pictures of, dude. He goes, the little one or the big one? I said, it's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> I said, I can tell you he's big. <laughs> and he goes, oh. He goes, well, let's go look at it. And I said, I think we're going to need some help. No. And he goes, help? <laughs> uh, now, mind you, Nate's a merchant marine. He's a big kid. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, I said, I think we're going to need some help. He's pretty big. And he says, uh, okay. So he gets on the phone and he calls and Gus answers the phone. And you got to know Gus. I mean, he's, you know, if if you could picture, you know, the tough guy for a mob family, that's Gus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I can hear the conversation in Nate's ear. And Nate says, you know, Mark shot a big deer. He says we're going to need some help. And Gus's response is, you two friggin' pussies can't get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, well, Gus, I'm, I'm telling you. He says, Mark shot some pretty good-sized deer. If he's right, saying we need help, it. I got to believe we yeah. need help. God damn it, we'll be up. <laughs> so <laughs> they make their way up towards us, and, and by then Nate and I had got back to the deer, and we're walking in. By then we had our headlamps on, and, and I remember hearing Nate behind me as he got maybe 10 or 15 yards from it saying Jesus that's a big deer yeah that's the biggest deer I've ever seen I said that's what I was trying to tell you that's the biggest deer I've ever seen yeah (laughs) and uh, you know so we you know high-fived and took some pictures yeah Gus and Dennis had made their way into us and it's funny being there at the deer and watching them walk up to it and they both stopped in their tracks and said similar things yeah Jesus Christ that's a big deer (laughs) holy (laughs) crap (laughs) told you yeah so uh you know, uh, so we dressed it and, and uh, started to make our way out with it. And, and uh, Dennis, youngest of the group, big strong kid, and Gus, who's probably the best in shape older gentleman I know, mm-hmm. grabbed onto it. They didn't go five or six yards with yeah. it. And Gus looks at Dennis and he says, "Am I the only one pulling on this goddamn thing?" <laughs> Dennis said, "I was going to ask you the same damn thing." And uh, so uh, I said, "Gus, get out of the way." I said, "Let let the young bloods get on it." And so Nate and Dennis, they dragged it maybe twenty yards, got to the stone wall, and they couldn't get over the stone wall. So three of us got him over the stone wall, and then I said, to, "I said to uh, Nate, I said, you still got your harness on?" He said, "I do." But, uh, I'm going to take that thing apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, Dennis, you got your tethered line? Right. Oh, I do. It's in my pocket. I said, let me have it. So we put it around the horns and clipped it onto Nate's harness. So he had his full harness. And he's just walking and with Dennis it. And Dennis and I each grabbed a horn, and three of us went right along wow. with him. He, he moved pretty good. So. That's pretty good. That's, That's another good idea, uh, good idea for a saddle, I guess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we dragged him about 600 yards, I'd say, and were able to get a truck back in. The rest of the distance. Son of yeah. a gun. Yeah, and then we, we took him to the local weighing station, which decided to close early that night. 
So I wanted to weigh him that night because I didn't want him to dehydrate, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what he truly weighed. So we drove to the next closest one, and uh, and they weighed him in at 270. 270. Uh, Son of a dude. I green scored him. I, I score for the Antler and Skull Club, and I just put a tape on him out of my own curiosity. Green scored uh, a little over 180 inches. <laughs> and... Uh, after his drying time, he uh, grossed uh, 177 and three eighths. Wow! And he netted 170. Oh, okay. so, so he made Boone and Crockett. Yeah, he's yeah. A new, uh, muzzleloader state record. That's awesome. And uh, congratulations! Was, yeah, congratulations! Yeah, what do you think of that? And he was number one weight wise too. Yeah. And I said, you know, I said he's kind of like that, you know, that tight end that can kind of do everything. You know, yeah. He's got good hands, but he's got size he can block. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, know yeah. you just don't get that package yeah. for nothing. No, no. And um, Not in order all. for him to have the antlers and the body weight was really was great. pretty special. So. Excellent. That's the story of Junior the Bot. <laughs> 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 all right, good deal. That's awesome. Yeah. We appreciate you coming on yeah. talking well, to it's, us. It's, you know, it's appreciated. And then, like I say, it's, it's, it's nice for the accolades, but it's also um, – a lot of this I'm doing just so the the deer is a special deer, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. absolutely. And uh, I'm having a nice mount done so that so that other people can see him. See and share well, I'm sure we'll That's see him at some shows coming up then. Yeah, if we ever get get to do them. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah exactly. Yeah. But I'm gonna start doing them myself. <laughs> yeah. This is the closest thing we've had to a show in a year, so yeah. it's nice to get. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take it. it. Take a little get together, just meet some new people. It's great. Yeah. How I did love you it. guys fare this past season? Not good. No, <laughs> no, no. You shot. You I, sh- shot I shot one? a f- I shot a four pointer muzzleloader. I was just filming him, kind of swapped off. Then uh, our buddy Nick passed up on a buck muzzleloader season because you want to shoot one with the new thirty thirty. Got he ended up shooting the same buck with his thirty thirty rifle season. Yeah, nice, nice, nice six pointer. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, deer, yeah. yeah, you saw a bunch of deer. I was you know, more I, focusing we, with a recurve this past year too, so I've been dabbling in that a lot. Still going with it. So that's a buck Chris shot this year. Holy oh, smokes! So I was supposed. That's to a cannon too. Mark at that camp, and uh, you did that instead. Well, <laughs> that was muzzleloader at camp, and the, and the day that I was supposed to hunt with them, my my wife had been sick for the past three years. She wasn't feeling well that evening before when we were supposed to go to camp, so I just made the decision to stay, stay home, home and hunt yeah. around the house yeah, so that I'd be close to her. And I ended up finding the scrape line that I shot him on that day of muzzleloader that Mark shot. Holy that buck. crap! Oh no shit! And Same day. I ended up going back that the next time you I hunted that, that spot, I hunted at the open a day of gun, and I ended up harvesting him opening one. What was he doing? Coming through cleaning? Uh, he came through following my scent drag f- up to his scrape. It's line. The scent drag too. <laughs> yeah. We started dabbling that a little bit too. Yeah, but it, it I had gotten hurt. in the woods. No, can't. Exactly. Yeah, I got in the woods super early because I knew where I had to go. I had to climb a lot of elevation, so. I was literally walking yeah, for two walking. or three minutes, stopping, taking a water break, Trying not to sweat walking the two whole or three way. minutes. <laughs> and when I got in, I literally stripped the shirt off that I was wearing, stuffed it in a Ziploc, sprayed down with dead downwind scent killer, and then put a brand new shirt on. And then he literally came in probably 45 minutes after that. It's a nice, nice buck. That nice is a point. beautiful, beautiful rack Symmetrical, very. Yeah. He's got those great. wavy tines. Oh, yeah. 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 I, put yes. a ta- I put a tape on him. I put a tape on him. He ended up being a 137-inch 8-pointer. So, uh, I mean, he's Holy a good eight, crap. He's a good 8-pointer. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Holy yeah. shit. It's, uh, I mean, we talk about, you know, hunting in central New Hampshire. And uh, I have friends that have a, uh, a farm in, in mid-state Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I relate it to being the haves and have-nots of deer hunting. Yeah. You know, where, you know, when we, when we yeah. first got together and started talking deer hunting, you know, he would relate his stories. I'd be like, what? Yeah. You know, seeing tens of deer, not right. yeah. a deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Huh. I, I Gets I a little discouraging. I sat one, <laughs> I sat four days straight from dark to dark in one stand and never saw a deer. Mm-hmm. And I told him that, and he said, you're sick. He said, you got problems, dude. Yeah, that's how it is. He said, if I sit in one spot where I live for 15 minutes and I'm not seeing a pile of deer, I'm moving because I know they're on the other side of the farm. Yeah. I said, 15 minutes, dude, I don't even have my mittens on my Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I just got in there. Yeah, so, I mean, we've we've started. Uh, We go out at least every other year to hunt in Michigan. and uh, That's pretty cool. And I think people think I'm being exaggeratory when i tell them on a couple of different occasions in a three-hour set i've seen over 200 deer i can believe that and that's it's just crazy yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where you can pass those lesser deer because you stand a high likelihood you're going to see what you want to shoot before the end of the hunt yeah you don't do that in New Hampshire. No, not at all. Same with the southern states. Like they, there's a reason why they get to, you know, residents get to shoot one deer a day, <laughs> every friggin' day if yeah. they wanted to, or two or deer a day every day. Keep I, buying doe permits. Yeah. I've always said if you can kill a deer in New Hampshire, you can kill them any place they yeah. tracks because they come pretty hard. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, we just going five hours over New York is just a big difference over okay. the, like. Uh, Cherry Valley. Yeah, Cherry Valley area. Yeah, and it's just like just. We'd go there for a week straight, and that's all we have to do is hunt. That's all we want to do, a little yeah. deer camp. Right. And it's like, it's nice because you get to see those three, you know, five, six deer a day. Well, that's, and I. And that, and I'm like, can oh, be perfect. I yeah, need, I don't care I as long as they come through. I just see while I'm sitting. Yeah. And that, and that keeps me interested. Yeah, it keeps the yeah. hours, you know, keeps yeah. the hours. Yeah. Even if you have something going. to come by, it's like, I oh, something's going to be behind it this, today. Yeah. I know it. We've been, uh, my wife and I have been, we've been looking for some land out in, uh, you know, eastern New York. Just for a place to go. Mm-hmm. You talking about leasing? No, buying. No, you're buying. Yeah. yeah, looking, hoping to buy. And um, it's been pretty tough. The whole virus thing has put kind of yeah, a kibosh yeah. to it. So eventually, someday, I'll have it. Is uh, there a <laughs> lot of uh, is there a lot of openings over there in the east part of the state? A lot of land for sale? There's a bit. There is a bit. Yeah, I missed out on some of the better ones that I wanted because I couldn't go look at them. Yeah. Because of the, you know yeah, my employer right. wants me to quarantine. Right. And, yep. Uh, right. Yeah, that yeah, is, I'm not yeah, burning yeah. my time up. Right. You know, just to go over look over these yeah, lands. So, right. you know, that's the plan though. Is ultimately get a place where I can go and spend some time archery hunting and where you have a legitimate chance of seeing some deer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't care if I see trophy deer. Yeah. I just want to see some deer. Right. You know, maybe put some in the freezer. And we went. Uh, we went. What is that? Bedford. That. Uh, that big uh, indoor arena where they have oh, that New Hampshire Expo. Yeah, the New Hampshire Expo. I think it was you, Bedford. You guys, I'm guessing, been to those. You know, you walk through and a lot of guides and whatever, and it's a lot of yeah, a lot of people from New Hampshire. It's like, oh, where are you guys? New York. Everyone from New Hampshire is over in New York guiding. They're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I mean, shoot, you can't guide over here. Like, huh? I, I guided here. I had my guy's license. I still have it. I just don't. I haven't renewed it. Right. Um, and I used to and. I did a lot with, um, you know, moose hunting, turkey yeah. hunting, Bears. turkey hunting, yeah, and, uh, turkey hunting. And bear you can baiting. definitely yeah. have some. I didn't. Have some fun I had a lot hunting. of people contact me and want to deer hunt, and uh, and I just I didn't feel right. 
because our deer hunting so fickle. Yeah. And I said, I'd, I'd feel bad, you know, taking hundreds of dollars from you and honestly not giving you a legitimate Maybe seeing a deer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you deer. see a deer. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can travel to any state, even just around us, and in a week's time, you're going to see deer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You might spend a week on your home turf here and not see, see a deer. See a deer, right. You know. I know, I know they're here, but you just not see. And that's them. why I just I try and say that you know, you can kill a deer in New Hampshire, you can kill them any place they yeah. have tracks. Yeah. And, and I honestly believe that. I believe it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. right there with you. Yeah. Go to Illinois. Or I've hunted bow hunted Illinois. And same scenario, kind of just deer. Like it comes in waves. Okay, here comes a group of does. Here comes a group of does. Here comes a group of does. <laughs> There's going to be a buck behind one of these groups of does. Yeah, you know? got to be. Yeah. Got to be. Nope. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> nope. And there sure wasn't. <laughs> Nothing I could shoot, at least. I had to shoot something bigger than 130. So I was yeah. like, yeah. that's another thing. Judging something on the hoof being from New Hampshire, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. They all look big to me. Right. <laughs> I'm letting them fly, yeah. Well, now, we, we joke all the time watching YouTube videos, and you're, you're watching people that are, you know, using a tethered, saddle and they're up in their platform and they're, they're passing deer that I would be at full draw and already have released. Right, and, right. Exactly. And they're just watching him walk by and I'm like, why is he letting him go by? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain number on a deer that I figure if I ever get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm not shooting at. Yeah. Two things. I've either yeah. moved to an area that has a lot of big ones yeah. or it's time for me to get done hunting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. I'm just, I'm <laughs> yeah. just there to hunt. You I'm know, just there to get out in the woods and enjoy the time. That's, that's really yourself, what it's all really. about. I mean, yeah. I had a lot of people ask me, "Oh, well, you know, did you target that?" But no, it's the first right. time I saw it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, that just seems a new thing now. Like with especially with all this technology coming out, listening to people do podcasts, stuff like that. A lot of people are just starting to manage deer that they hunt just by targeting one deer and sticking to that deer. It's Good hard. Luck. It's hard. Good luck here. It's hard, yeah. <laughs> Other states, I got yeah, one picture of that buck, and that's the last time I saw a picture of him all year. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, 90% of my... You guys are having a big time down here. Oh, yeah. Nine, 90% uh, of the pictures I have in, yeah. in uh, trail cams are nighttime. Nighttime, yeah. You know, that's what it is. It's rare that I get a daytime yeah. photo of a buck. But you're still going in there and hunting that piece. Of course. He's yeah, there. of course. He's, he lives there. Yeah. You know, at some point, he's going to be on his feet. He ain't going to lay on his belly all day. Right. right. At some point, he's going to get up, move around, or you know, if a stinky girl runs by him, maybe yeah. he'll get up and do more hey, of that? it. You know? Yeah. We Hello. Joke, we joke around about the fact that when we both started hunting, there was no such thing as game cameras initially. There were string timers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've so seen one in the woods. I'm like, right. oh, this is string. Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you don't know what it was that walked by. You assume it might have been yeah. a deer, yeah. and this was the time it came by right. and this pulled the little right. tab. Right. I, used to, I used to put them over scrapes. Yeah. Because then it, you know, you and kind I kind of windle down your. Leave it low. Yeah, leave it low enough, high enough so small stuff go under it, but it'd catch a yeah. deer. But that way I could tell when they were visiting the scrape. Mm-hmm. And and typically there'd be fresh tracks in the scrape. So I could kind of put a few things together there. But, I mean, you know, you had a digital watch basically with a string, and it would pull the thing out and shut it off at that time. <laughs> and then you'd put it back in. You'd be like, oh, well, he was here at 10 p.m. And, <laughs> and, oh, and it might have been a deer. It might have been a deer. And if you paid a lot of faith in that thing, and you didn't have a lot of wind, whatever direction the string went, that's we, was the direction that he went. was yeah. traveling. Yeah. You know, so that's hilarious. <laughs> things are a lot 
different a advanced different now. Yeah. Advanced. Yeah. yeah. And, and even areas that we used to hunt. So, quick little backstory. <clears throat> Mark and I both started hunting in our high school years. Mm-hmm. Both archery hunted, kind of learned from our dads initially, but hunted with other people as well. And I, I this is going to be a b- really bad word. You might have to bleep this out, but I'm a transplant. <laughs> I, I grew up in southeastern Mass. Okay. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, so, us. anyways, <clears throat> I used to travel to Vermont mm. every year, and we'd hunt archery, rifle, we'd hunt turkeys, and we hunted a specific area in Vermont. So, fast forward 25 years later, I move my life up here to New Hampshire. I get a job, and... At, jo- at, at this job, the first day that I'm there and I'm actually having lunch in the shop with everybody, Mark and I meet, start talking about different things that we enjoy doing and hunting comes up and I start talking about the fact that, you know, I've always traveled to New Hampshire but I used to hunt in Vermont a lot and he's like, oh really, where? And I start talking to him and next thing you know, not only did we hunt in the same town, we hunted huh. the same farms. Small, small world. And yeah, we were in competition to hunt different areas. <laughs> yeah. So I would, that, yeah, I, would, yeah. I would pull up to an area and I'd be like, oh, fuck, God, damn it, the New Hampshire guys are here <laughs> yeah. already. And they'd pull up to an area and he'd be like, oh, the mass guys are here before us. Well, now we got to go somewhere else. That's not exactly what we said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to make this a little bit more G-rated. But nonetheless, it's been great to, that now later on in life, we've gone back and hunted those same That's areas great. together yeah. and talk about, you know, remember when you guys had a stand yeah. over there and yeah. our stand it's funny was over here? It, we used to see these homemade stands. Yeah. In in some of the pieces that we were hunting or pushing or whatever, and uh, and I could I described them to him. He's like, yeah, those were I still have a we whole built trailer those. full yeah. of them. He still has. Really? Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're made so out of cool. plywood and two just by eight and lag quick, screws yeah. and eye bolts. Yeah. And yeah. Just literally cinch it onto the tree, just like a regular tree stand. But they were disposable. <laughs> right. Somebody they stole just rot it. right in yeah. there. Yeah. No Not anymore. Right. That lumber's expensive. Right. You're better off buying a sheet of plywood. Crazy. Crazy being a carpenter. Yeah, we, we were talking good. to the lumberyard yesterday. Yeah, that's uh, it's just great. Four and a half times. Yeah. The car on, four on and KD a half. two by fours and two by sixes. Four and a half times from this time last year to this time. And for so a year. They blame it on COVID and they blame it on a Come bunch on. of shit, but it's no. not that. You know, no. So the people that are cutting the wood, they're not seeing any of that. It's right. all the mills. Yeah. yeah. Mills yeah. and distributors, mostly right. mills, but you know, he, he, he told us, he said, we got a, a truckload of two by fours and two by six eights last year. Mm-hmm. Same time. It was $11,500 their cost. Got the same load this year, same number, same company, same everything. $52,000. Oh, my it's word. It's crazy. Guess who's paying for that? Oh. Yeah. The consumer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. I hate to tell you, but the prices went up. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said we're doing our best to keep it down, but he's like, we're we're paying it too. Right. Yeah. You know, OSB chipboard. It used yeah. to be, you know, yeah. garbage. Used to be garbage. Eight dollars a sheet. Yeah. You know, for half inch. Forty-five dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. No more building ice houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna buy pop up. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, it's, it's you know, 
just sharing the time and everything with people that have yeah. you know like hobbies and, and things and like even that. just experiences in the woods that you may not have seen what your target animal is oh. but, you know being out in the woods and having a, a squirrel run across your lap while you're sitting there trying to call in a turkey and yeah. they, they don't even realize what happened they know something's not right yeah that was like, squishy having a bear start up the tree with you yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> having a moose that's kid. an experience i had a moose get his antlers hung up in my Stand. No. Holy oh, smokes! Pretty near shook me out of the yeah. damn thing, yeah. and I, I went ripped home. out. You could barely even probably get down there. Probably ripped the uh, he actually <laughs> ladder was right a, off, was a, like a spike bull. Oh yeah. And I was deer hunting, and I had uh, in a digital gland scent on my boots. Well, when I put the ladder stand up, I was standing. I, I pulled it up, and then I was tightening it up against the tree. And well, he came in, and he started sniffing around. And next thing you know, he stuck his head behind my ladder to sniff where I was standing. About that time, a red fox came running up through because he had heard the rustling. At the same time, man. that, yeah. Spooks the moose. The moose doesn't pull his head back around. He just picks his head up. Mm. Well, his antlers got hung up in the ladder. And then he freaks and, out. And <laughs> I'm archery hunting. And I literally just, I'm just holding <laughs> yeah. on like, holy <laughs> crap. And uh, he finally pulls hey, his up antlers here. out. <laughs> kind of cling clang and picks his head up. And it spooked him. He took off running the fox. Mm. See the size of the damn thing. He thought he was coming to eat. He went the other direction. Yeah. And I sat there. Like, what the hell just what happened? Just happened? I, I, I went home and I told my dad, and he goes, you get yourself into more shit. Yeah, that's you so know? funny. <laughs> and, uh, but those are the experiences, you know, sitting yeah. on a couch you ain't ever going to see. That's or right, have yeah. Or, we took a kid duck hunting one time, and we're sitting on the edge of the pond, and I'm kind of in a little bit, working the duck call and stuff like that, and here's something like coming down the, the water line, the tree line, and it's truffling, something's moving quick. I'm like, rap, rap. And all of a sudden, a fox comes right up to me just about and takes off. I'm like, holy crap, what was that? I'm like thinking it was a duck sitting here on the beach, and he was going to come up over that hill and grab it. Pretty much runs into me, makes a hissing noise, and takes off. And I'm like, whoa, that was close. Whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's just the things you're running it's into. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. And they're great to share with people, and they're great to have happen. And you know, I mean, it isn't, appreciation. it isn't just, you know, deer hunting. It's obviously, I don't know what you fellas hunt, but everything, everything, yeah. whatever, whenever we can get out in the woods that's and it. just, that's it. Yeah. You know, turkey hunting is a passion. Uh, uh the, can't, yeah, love can't it. wait, you know, I know. uh, uh, my wife has taken up turkey hunting. Oh, cool. She yeah. had never been part of it. And, uh, she wants to slap no, some heads. Psyched. Well, yeah, she, you know, the first year she went, she shot a, a good one, like a 23-pounder. and Holy shit, yeah. And, uh, Jeez, that's pretty good. Like, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty awesome, you know? Well, I signed her up for Hunt of Safety. I didn't tell her. Right. I just told her, I said, hey, you're these going. dates don't make any plans. Yeah. She's like, why? I said, well, you got Hunt of Safety. <laughs> and she's like, what? Which sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I says, uh, no. I said, and she goes, well, I don't, what if I, I've never, she never hunted. Right. And her family didn't hunt. Yeah. What if I don't like it, right? Uh, she's like, I said, it's not a bad thing to know. I said, especially in the climate that we live in now, being self-proficient isn't a bad thing. 100%. And uh, she's like, all right. So she went, and she's like, but all these other people, they, they grew up in families, and they're going to know this stuff. I said, just pay attention. Yeah, that's, that's it. All. I said, uh, and not everyone. I said, you're a student. There's a lot that's of it. new hunters. I said, learn Most what you're being taught. Load. And uh, she's like, okay. So I went, and I sat with her through it. So like the fourth time I've been through Hunter's Safety. I was going to say, yeah, I've been there a yeah, bunch of times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she, after the first day, she's like, that was really pretty cool. I learned this and I learned that. So she was into and, it. And uh, she was, yeah, she was digging it. And uh, 
So she, she took the test the next day, and uh, there were 28 people or something like that in the class. She and another lady actually both got hundreds. Oh, Gee, no the only shit. ones get a hundred, probably. Ooh, yeah, yep. I'll say we're the only two. Yeah, and then uh, when they shot, the two of them shot the best of the group. Haven't With the really never yep. handled guns much at all. Yeah, and uh, and I thought that was kind of the end of it, you know. And then I don't know. It was it was the week prior to the season opener, turkey season. She saw you probably scouting and stuff. And she's yeah. like, so just out of the blue, she's like, so you taking me turkey hunting this weekend? I'm like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, Sweet. of course. Yeah, I can make adjustments. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and of course that was the one season that I, I didn't have a wealth of birds already kind of picked out, picked out, out. Yeah. running and gunning a little bit. It yeah. was pretty slim for me that year. So we go the first two or three places, and it's just nothing. It's like <laughs> I'm like, this is no. Not usually they do yeah. golf. Yeah. 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 yeah, This is not what I want. They were and, here uh, last night. I swear. <laughs> I uh, it was. It was like the second day, and I really hadn't had a lot of luck, and wasn't something I was used to. Yeah. And um, we were actually headed home early. It was like 10 o'clock. I don't usually give up until 12. 12. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. And uh, but I was like, yeah, I was like, this is dead. And uh, just on a whim, I just stopped, more out of being pissed off than anything. Yeah, right. I was like, I'm just gonna call right here. We do that. And I cranked out a call, and way to hell up on the side of this mountain, this turkey gobbled. I'm like, get your shit. Let's, Let's go. go. We're hiking up We're there. We're going. And she's like, what? I'm like, he's way up there. She's like, okay. We worked that bird. She shot him at about quarter to noon. But he'd come and go, come and go. And finally, long story short, he made the, the commitment. To come down. And she uh, she made about a 35-yard shot on him. That is awesome. And uh we went up to him, and I'm like, that's a beauty, hon. You know, that's a nice bird. He's big. And she's like, yeah, it's a big bird. I'm like, yeah, that's a big bird. 23 so, pounds is a, oh, yeah. is a yeah, nice he had bird, like an especially beard, over here. Real thick, but it had, uh, he had had beard rot. Oh, from, off, the, so yeah, from the stressing out, yeah. He had inch and three-eighths spurs. Nice, inch and three-eighths. Yeah. Hooks. Hooks. Yeah, and uh, Hooks, I'm like, that's a good one. Inch and three-eighths. And so the funny thing is, is she's about five foot one, maybe, carrying this big bird out. You know, I got pictures and videos of it. Cause Pretty much touching the oh, ground. Like his neck was almost on the ground. Out for youth weekend. Yeah, from that from that point on, she, uh, you know. So last year she went again. She shot a, another tom bird. That is and, awesome. Uh, so now she's she's got plans to she's go. She's hooked for life now. Yeah, she's she's got set. plans to go this, this opening weekend, you know, when we start. So she even did a little bit of her own homework and was watching YouTube when he wasn't home and Scouting? kind of picked up a few little things. Yes. Like she didn't let on to that. Yeah, though. don't move the gun barrel until they go behind something, and then you can reposition. <laughs> and so she was picking up stuff that he didn't even have to teach her. Yeah, well, so. she she wouldn't That's share great. that with me because then that would be my Make excuse her, yeah, to yeah, watch yeah, more yeah. YouTube. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyway, so it's 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 a family thing. My son, you know, he's 23, and uh, he's all into it. Oh yeah, he loves yeah. the outdoors. You That's know? what it I is. Mean, he's gone back to update his degree again this fall, so his his time's his taken time's away. Going to be tight again, but you know, you got to go through that stuff. So yeah. this spring, we're gonna we're gonna hunt Maine for a week. We're gonna. All day. You can hunt it all day. That's well, see, the that's best the part. Thing. It's going to be very Man. tiring. Yeah, that too. I've been, I've been <laughs> tiring hunting this here half a day. Yeah, half a day is just like, damn. 
I can't wait. Until you're over 50. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to get home and take a nap. That's yeah, what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping well, in the woods. The thing is, is you get up at three and you go hunt, and then you get home at noon, and the wife's like, "Oh, we're gonna do this, this, and this. We got birthday I go party." Roost birds. I'm like, yeah. "Holy <laughs> shit, I'm tired." <laughs> or the other argument is, I always say, "Well, I can hunt till noon, and I can get all this stuff done at the house." Right. And yeah. you come home and you, yeah, I'm no, just gonna hang no, out. There's a nap. Yeah. Food, and then we gotta go roost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there ain't a lot of stuff gets done. So the first yeah, week, Maine would definitely be a beneficial. That's yeah, great. Yeah, the first week we're gonna hunt, you know, local, and then uh, the second week I'm gonna drag my camper over. And Heck yeah, piece. hold little turkey camp. Yeah, that's the that's, way to that, do it. That was my plan. Little I said, turkey I want camp. Them. It's gonna be a vacation. It's gonna be a turkey camp. Yeah. And uh, cook from noon till dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stinking perfect. Yeah, and uh, having never hunted, you know, all day long or, or right. hunted near roost time, it's gonna be something new for me. Something different, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I hunted a little bit of Maine one year just to kind of dabble. It just it was a lot of people, too. Really? One year, yeah, a couple spots. But We've talked to a few people, and they said... It isn't bad. It depends on what area you go, obviously. They said you don't have any problem getting permission. That, They yes. said they're very welcoming, and they want you to get rid of the turkeys because they're eating all the, all deer, the deer food. food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, perfect. You guys got spots lined up. I'm excited up. about it. We're going we're gonna to stay down around the Lebanon main area across yeah. from Rochester. We're right there. And yeah. uh, we got a buddy that, that lives in Rochester, so he's, he's, he's got he's some areas for us. Intel for us. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. to kind of help. We, we grew yeah. up, both grew up right Right in Melton. Right across the river. Oh, yeah. The same falls. And, yeah. So yeah. we know a lot of spots over I there, I knew too. some of that area. <laughs> I used to coach Might have uh, to be summer camp. baseball. Yeah. The, the teams we played against were yeah. in Milton yeah. and, and uh, down that way. Rochester. I still got some spots in Lebanon, and uh, we come over and take it a couple. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. care. Hey, get, I don't care. You get your license over there. <laughs> It's cheaper to buy a license oh, as it's a ridiculous. non-resident in Maine than it is just, to buy a resident in New Hampshire. It's just like New York. It's yeah. 100 bucks, and you get the sportsman package. You get almost every tag in New York yeah, small for $100. And a bear tag. For, yeah. yeah, in Maine, I think it, it, it was your, you it get was your bear and your deer, and then you bought, you bought your turkey tag, and I think it was like... That was 120 bucks. Yeah, right? 120 bucks. Yeah, it sounds it was, about right. I'm like, that's short money. I pay more yeah. than that at home. 176 right. bucks for a hunt license. Yeah. Exactly. Huh? Isn't that bad? Yeah. So and whatever. And the thing with Maine, you know, I get. <laughs> see ya. We'll see ya. You get your bear tag with it now. You don't have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Oh, and seven turkeys. Yeah. Seven. Not that yeah. I'd kill that many because I might not agree with that, but is at it least seven? I thought it was five. It, no. Well, so certain, it's five. So it's five in the fall. Yeah. But it's in certain two, zones. In the, two in the spring. Certain zones, and then the two in the spring. Yeah. So there's seven birds wow. for you. But uh. <laughs> At least that's the way I understand it. Now, no, that's correct. I have no intentions of shooting seven birds because, you know, I just think that's too many. But it's um, a lot of birds. That's a lot of no, birds. That's a lot of. And especially in the fall when you can shoot either. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And people are doing it, too. Right. Ten, ten people in one area and they end up shooting five, seven Ooh, birds. That's a flock. Right. That's a flock. And if they take all hands. Yeah, now that's a flock. No future birds coming yeah. from the hands. Right. Yeah. But I'm not a biologist, so. Yeah, they know better than me, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah but exactly. I, the other side of it is, I said, well, maybe some of those nice fall days when I don't have anything planned, I'll go over to Maine, run over, over and put in a couple of turkey hunts or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. that would be cool. I, Take a little break. Yeah, Brett Ledoux uh, likes to go. Yeah, you know Brett. I friends with him on social media yeah. and follow him, and he's been out what? Oh yeah, yeah. Nebraska and Kansas, Dakotas. Nebraska and Dakotas. Already killing smashing birds already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he he likes to do a little <laughs> bit of that. Um, I don't know. It was one of those things. I said, well, maybe we'll get together. Of course, Carter yeah. Yeah. lives down that way. Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. He isn't far from us either. He, yeah. he, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll get together and do some of that. So 
whether we get there or not doesn't matter because we're going to be there this spring. Yeah, you're right. still going to be Terry County. Excellent. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. We'll let you guys get yeah, out of here. Tyler's say. about cold, purple. Fucking. I, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. It's <laughs> the sun's kind of breaking. So this guy will <laughs> break a sweat. Yeah, he even has an extra shirt yeah. on. He's usually in a T-shirt. <laughs> I, I've been a little chilled today. It's a little raw. It is raw. It's just that It's just because it's been warm snow. for the last... If this was, like, February, we'd be all in T-shirts right now. Yeah. Sort of God. But it's because yeah. we had that warm streak, and now it's getting cold again. We're paying and for it. it snows. Well, thank you. It's yeah. Awesome. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, guys. I know we had touched base briefly. Yeah. But, uh, Love it was, it was great being able to run into yeah. you, you know? And, yeah. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah. I, I, we'll I'm do not, it again. I'm not a big podcast guy because I'm not a big... Tech guy, right. not a lot no, of people are. But, I get it. But, yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna stop paying more attention yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, there's I, a lot out there. There's that's, a, there's, see, a, that's a, part there's of the so problem. much information out there that it's almost. What do I click on? And, <laughs> and that's it's I, almost and that, like and especially my anxiety going here. into like, it. I don't know where I'm looking for all this stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. My son laughs at me because I think Instagram's kind of silly the way some of the stuff goes. He's like, Dad, it's simple. You do this. I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not. He's like, Dad, it's Instagram. I'm like, Yeah, I'm not doing that. I barely get through the Facebook crap. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just poke on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually something will pop up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's, uh, I got, I got to start paying more attention. Yeah. To we'll it. get, we'll get together again soon, whether it's turkey season, after turkey season, or we'll touch base at least. Yeah. And if you get bored that second week of May. Yeah. I'll be over there chasing. Bored? You think? <laughs> May you were bored? Yeah. <laughs> well, after so you're you're done doing, with your May. two turkeys yeah. here, then yeah, we'll see about that. Well, that's the way it all works. <laughs> yeah, all oh, two yours, turkeys. Yeah. And then somebody yeah. else no, then wants you to go. Get your buddies, then you got to get your buddies' buddies. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what do we got? Three, three or four kids for youth weekend. Yeah, and, and, and we're trying to. We're trying to plan out an area where every, oh, we can at least get all the kids out for that weekend. Yeah. I haven't. But not I, mess up any yeah, birds I've been watching. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to hold on to that. That's just it. I yeah. haven't uh, youth done any youth since my son was yeah. done. Right. And he's 23 now. You're so right. it's been several years. And a kid that I work with has got a couple of kids, uh, one nine, one an 11, I think. Yeah. And I said, hey, you, you know, my son came to me and said, Dad, we got to take some kids out. Yeah. It's a and uh, I'm like, yeah, we should. So I said, you keep your eyes open, I will. Well, long story short, I found somebody that had a couple of kids that wanted to go. Yep. And uh, and their dad doesn't turkey hunt. So he's like, oh, yeah, I want to go and learn some of this stuff. So You'll be crazy. Those dads hook right up and they're like, really? Just, this happens. It's a matter of just passing stuff on. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. And that's, I guess... It's the only legacy I'll ever pass along. So. <laughs> Leave him with a story to bring the the school and pass it around. Right? Have, what? That stuff really happens? Yeah, <laughs> it does. Get, get out there. The co- yeah, get off the couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the hardest thing now, man. Fifteen feet in the woods. Call that bird. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, the good thing about the good thing about the turkey hunting is it's active enough, so you can keep a kid's interest. Yes, yeah, exactly. Deer yeah. can be pretty right. Pretty yeah. tough. Oh, I've been down both roads, and I we both have young kids, and it's the deer hunting at this point is like you're gonna go sit somewhere. Noon and then and freeze your tail yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> it would have been better this morning, but I couldn't this morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dang. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get Bell's touch base in uh, during turkey season then. Awesome. All, All right. right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. guys. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it.